Sir, we've had a little problem. These two women are just arriving. They objected to giving up their weapons. Klingons do not surrender their weapons. Who are you? We are Lursa and Baton of the House of Duras. Hello and welcome to the Duras Sisters podcast. We are not Klingons, but we are sisters. And I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Rihanna. And today is the second episode of our Mirror Universe series, where we will be talking about the Mirror episodes in Deep Space Nine. Do, do. Wait, <laughs> what are you singing? <laughs> do, do, do. Do, 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 do. I didn't know what part to start at, so I panicked. <laughs> Do 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 do. There we go. Perfect. Do, 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 do. It's better to start at that part. I oh feel yeah, like. the, the chorus or whatever. Um, wow. Well, I'm so thrilled. As you can tell, we are very high energy today for this Deep Space Nine episode. Um, we have a lot to talk about actually in this mirror episode. So this is really exciting. <laughs> yeah, there's not just one mirror episode in uh, Deep Space Nine like there was Talker, in TOS. Yeah. Rihanna, I'm just happy that we are here and able to record this pod. It's been an insane December as predicted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we said in the last episode to bear with us if we take Definitely. some breaks and mm-hmm. breaks have been taken. So <laughs> appreciation to all of you listeners. And we are so, so insanely excited to talk about Deep Space Nine today. Yeah, Ashlyn was just busy singing beautifully all the time, so, you know, uh, yeah. how it goes. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> exactly beautiful. what I did, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you might hear the boat slash train. Oh. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm sorry, there's something coming by me. Anyway, yeah. we also mentioned last week when we talked, when we started the episode, we were discussing the different mirror universes that appear in different works of fiction. And Rhian and I were pretty uh, stumped. <laughs> um, we did not have that many examples to give, but Jeff Richardson luckily saved the day. And he said that the biggest mirror universe thing I know is the alternate universe and fringe with a fox livia mm, I, olivia I'm, olivia oh that's probably what it is I, I really pronounced the x your french <laughs> has gone to waste yeah it's gone french completely training. to waste um a still alive letter nimoy and so on also mm. check out peter straub and stephen king's the talisman wow jeff richardson coming in clutch helping us uncover these different mirror universe or parallel universe comparisons and other works of fiction that's really cool thank you jeff yes thank you we also we turned to the listeners this time because Mm -hmm. we rianne and i had a blast talking about (laughs) who we would be in the mirror universe and that like that discussion alone has been blowing up we've had multiple people reach out personally to us to like laugh at us basically yeah um basically Yeah, everyone's just laughing at us. But mm-hmm. as, but we were like that had me thinking what you all like and who what you all think you would be in the mirror universe. So Jeff Richardson once again chimed in and he said I would want to be Emperor Giorgio, but I'd probably be Stamets, and that's fair. Oh, the best response! I yeah. love that. Um, similarly, Russ Peliquin said either dead or like Sulu, <laughs> which yeah. Another phenomenal answer. I love that. Uh, from Jordan LaForden, we have a cutthroat leader of the honor guard with no qualms about killing anyone threatening my emperor, a la Owo. <laughs> yes! Oh my gosh. That would be a dynamic duo right there. 
Totally. Zef Dub said Grand Nagus Zek. Amazing. <laughs> no, well, no notes. No, no notes. notes. Yeah. Um, Captain's Quadrant said Spock. Always Spock. <laughs> oh, we love a Spock. We love a beard. That's amazing. Mark Rothwell said Mirror Universe Armis. And he posted a picture of Murph. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unbelievably Phenomenal. creative answer. Absolutely true, I feel like. Yes. If Armis was in the alternate universe, he would be Murph. Yes, absolutely. Actor Damon86 Official said, maybe the alternate Jagal Starfleet officer. Ooh, Ooh -hoo -hoo. I love that yes. reference. NC Lee said, Harvey Mudd, no changes. <laughs> yeah, once again, yeah, no notes. Yeah. Also, <laughs> is it Harvey Mudd or... Harry Mud? Harcord. Harcord. Fenton Mud. I thought they called him Harry. Yeah, but Harvey's great. But too. Harvey, yeah, but that also <laughs> oh, works. Oh, Harvey is the mirror universe of Harry, probably. Oh, okay. <laughs> no changes. <laughs> no changes. Well, we have some very intelligent uh, followers. Yeah. Trekkie Quotes says My mirrorverse counterpart would probably present extremely feminine and be super ambitious. I might be a captain's woman in the TOS style, looking to kill that captain eventually and take over the ship. If I even got out of kindergarten in such a cutthroat world, that is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, these answers blew me away. Like, y'all are so creative and so funny. And we just really appreciate when you chime in and we get to read your responses. They're so fun. Absolutely wonderful. Rihanna, there is someone that we are missing. And yes. that is the action figures. <laughs> and I will say I already have Quark on my mic because... Yeah. I participated in Quark Tank, which was a Trexpert's, normally it's Trexpert's quiz podcast, but this time it was Quark Tank with literally like seven other podcasts. And yes. I was one of three Quarks and Grand Negus Quark. So I had to have Quark on my mic. If you all have not listened to that episode of Quark Tank, um, whoa, <laughs> like you, you really need to go and listen to it. They were pitching a star trek holiday special each team was pitching a star trek holiday special and as the quarks it's basically shark tank so we all got to award latinum to the ideas that we liked most absolutely fantastic very creative super Truly fun amazing. episode so i'm just popping up trexpert's quiz and yes, now i'm gonna go grab an action figure i see rihanna has already chosen one no i haven't chosen but i am grabbing now pulling from the bottom likely Oh, <gasps> wow, I picked a great one. Uh, Ashlyn <laughs> seems to have also picked a great one. <laughs> okay, so um, I reached into the depths of my bag and pulled out a ball, aka Zero Whoa. from Prodigy. So this is just immensely exciting to have Zero here in the Zoom with us. <laughs> oh, wow. Ashlyn, who did you choose? I have Odo. Odo, okay. Yeah, Evil I'm gonna Mirror Universe it. Odo or regular Odo? You know, he looks pretty regular to me. Should I shoot <laughs> him with a phaser and see if he explodes? <laughs> <laughs> that was insanity. <laughs> I can't wait. Just laughing off the paint. All right, let me put him in here. Yeah. Oh, and I also have Kira along with me because though I don't have a Mirror Universe Kira action figure yet, wink, wink. No, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Okay, point taken. We're almost to Christmas. I understand what you're trying to say to me. <laughs> no, um, but I do have regular amazing Prime Kira in her red outfit. So cute. Okay. 
So thank you. I'm happy we have our friends now in the studio with us. Now I have a question for you, Rihanna. This is a different mirror universe than we saw in the original series. So I am curious if you, Rihanna, were living on Deep Space Nine and you got pulled into the mirror universe, who would you choose to be your mirror universe ally? I've really grappled with this question, actually, um, because we see a lot going on with these people. <laughs> but, you know, I think I would honestly choose Smiley because clearly I'm a Terran. I would be probably working in the mines with him. I know I could not be with Cisco out like pirating for the intendant, but I think Smiley is honestly a good choice. He's pretty like loyal. And I think if I could get him, you know, like on my side and we could band together, we could really make some movements, make some waves. We're both not very assertive though. So that would be a little tough. We'd have to like <laughs> find one more ally. Maybe Ashlyn will join the allyship. <laughs> she might go with someone else though. Ashlyn, who are you choosing? <laughs> well, you took my answer. I think Smiley is the default. He's the common thread that links the mirror universe, especially in the like past the first episode. Um, great choice, Rihanna, just to be different. I'm gonna go with Jennifer. And Ooh. I mean, it kind of might be cheating because she's not in every episode. So I would just yeah, really hope yeah, that fine. she's around. <laughs> yeah. um, but she is a Terran who was raised in a like a kind of a privileged society. And so she doesn't really like understand why <laughs> helping the Alliance is wrong. But she is very sweet. Like, I feel like she's not <laughs> alternate at yeah. all. Like she mm -hmm. she's like the exact same personality as Jennifer. And so she would for sure help me out. And I think she would try to like, and she's really smart too. So she would totally. probably get me back on that transporter and everything yeah, would hopefully. be okay. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so I think, I think we I could that. team up, but all of us are pretty, I think I would have Ooh, to be the one to, to lead us. Yeah. <laughs> to lead. We'd be like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, you you're, smiley, I you're guess, your phasers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you, Ashlyn. Great answer. I'm so excited to talk about these episodes. Would you like to read our episodes for this week, Ashlyn? I would be happy to, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you just love reading the episodes. I do, I do. We've even made that joke before on the pod, but I'm not mad. No, no, it's fine. It's, it's a standard. A yeah, it's <laughs> been a while, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we are talking about today, Crossover, Through the Looking Glass, Shattered Mirror, Resurrection, and the Emperor's New Cloak. <laughs> Can we just take a moment to appreciate these titles? These like... titles are trying really hard. <laughs> they finally mentioned Mirror again in Shattered Mirror. I was happy about that. Yeah, no um, mention of Mirror. Except in these... Shattered Mirror. Yeah, <laughs> they took yeah. the title itself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. There's so much to talk about. I think, yeah. how should we begin, Rihanna? Let's, let's talk about love... Crossover. I would love to start with crossover, but even before then, I think let's take a quick snapshot look back at Mirror Mirror from the original series. If you are a Deep Space Nine fan and have not seen the original series and are just coming into this pod, or if you don't remember because it's been a while since you've seen that episode, Mirror Mirror essentially ends where Kirk is sent back to his timeline with Scotty, Uhura, and McCoy by Spock, bearded Spock from the alternate timeline, who is like in circumstantial evil, I think, but mostly just pretty much doesn't want to become captain, wants to stay his same position, stay afloat in this like terror-filled world, in this mirror world. So then they leave, but Kirk makes this little speech and he tells Spock, 
about the amazing prime universe that they have about the change that Spock could make about like rising through the ranks, you know, that kind of stuff, giving him some inspiration. And Spock says, I will think about it. So that's kind of where we leave Spock in this mirror universe. And of course, don't hear from him at all in the next generation. Hear what happens to him a hundred years or so, a century later, we are finally hearing now in crossover what happens to him and like what has happened to this mirror universe since the original series, since Kirk's pretty much. I mean, we can talk about, I guess, you know, I guess we did speak of McCoy and Uhura's and Scotty's (laughs) presence in the mirror universe, but Kirk was the one who really made the impression, especially on Spock, who was someone who was already fairly high ranking. So Ashlyn, would you like to talk about what happens to Spock and what happens to the mirror universe in Deep Space Nine? Oh my gosh. Okay. So Spock, I was completely wrong last episode. I had no memory of what was coming later. And I assumed Spock had like died and didn't make a difference, which shows you how little faith I have in him. (laughs) Uh, Because their little field trip into the mirror universe completely altered the politics of space after that. Because Spock, it turns out, he became head of the of starfleet which is still called starfleet in the mirror universe and changed everything so he was preaching like disarming and making peaceful contact with other worlds and basically turning the empire into not a military force any longer and that while really good for humanity and important for us to start considering like peaceful solutions. It left them really weak, obviously militarily to the rest of the quadrant. And so the Klingons and the Cardassians have joined together to create the Alliance and Bajor because they are in the system with the Cardassians have become loyal to it and are trying to join so sort of the opposite you know they're trying to join the federation Mm -hmm. in our universe i thought that was interesting and so wow this is a huge shift and what i really appreciate is that we are not seeing the mirror universe from a human earth perspective yes and i think it is so cool that deep like it obviously it has to be on d space nine because that's where the show is but the fact that they're so far out completely disconnected from terran society we really don't know what's going on on earth Mm -hmm. or like we know that a lot of the terrans that are on d space nine are enslaved i'm not sure if that's the case across the the galaxy you know mm-hmm. um the galaxy fucking huge i don't know if that's <laughs> yeah. i don't know Probably. if that's the the case around the quadrant but the power dynamic has severely shifted yeah ashlyn thank you i want to read this quote that intendant mirror kira said to our prime kira about spock she says it was quite a remarkable turnabout for his people Unfortunately for them, when Spock had completed all his reforms, his empire was no longer in any position to defend itself against us, the Alliance. So exactly what you said, Ashlyn, like the shift of power, Kira even mentions at one point, same game, different players, basically, you know? Yeah, Ashlyn, I think let's rewind a tiny bit and talk about the beginning of this episode. I just wanted to give that context because so much of this is connected to the first mirror episode of star trek and i think sometimes when we do our series they're vague enough that like we're not going to be directly talking about a descendant you know of the of the first episode you know in a lot of these series besides maybe like time travel <laughs> um 
so this is just really exciting and so cool that deep space nine like did its homework too you know obviously you have to come from the source material and then they can span out and so i really appreciate what they're doing here and exactly like you said changing the perspective showing this sort of like alien quote-unquote perspective so this is yes. amazing rihanna thank you for laying that foundation out for us i hope everybody is thoroughly prepared now <laughs> yeah. so let's yeah let's jump into crossover and i want to talk about because i can't decide if the engineering series made me stronger or it broke me because <laughs> Now, you know, we're talking about the the science of how they're getting into the mirror universe and mm, 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 what like what is happening? It is so every time they go into the mirror universe in these episodes, it's a different way for the most part. I mean, some of them, oh gosh, anyway. So in in this one, they are yeah. um Bashir and Kira are having a very uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> oh I, Lord. I yeah. don't like it one bit. Bashir is like This is season two, mind you. Yeah, so he's you know, he's season two Bashir. <laughs> and he's just like really trying to become friends with Kira and she's just trying to meditate and he's just talking nonstop, being very yeah. annoying. And suddenly of course um they so they're they're going they're coming back they were like chilling in the gamma quadrant they're coming home now back to deep space nine they have a plasma injector leak in the runabout and they go to the wormhole and i <laughs> my question is like i i really don't think it was the plasma injectors leak specifically no. that sent them into the wormhole i'm pretty sure it was the prophets oh but that's what i've assumed like That's always cool, i like because that because the prophets always take you where you need to go you know but the thing is okay. there's no confirmation about that and no it just seems incredibly silly to me <laughs> to just have a plasma injector leak and they even do it again like on the way back they have they make sure like okay we have another plasma yeah. injector leak <laughs> to get to go back that in the wormhole insane. at the end it's gotta yeah. be too common like people be said there all the time if that were the case so i i think I, I know what they're trying to do. They're just trying to get them to the mirror universe in a non-obvious way, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. It's not like there's an ion storm because they could have gone that route and completely replicated what happened in TOS, but this really throws you to a loop. And so right before the intro starts, we see uh, they've gone through the wormhole. Yeah. Uh, Kira and Bashir are captured immediately by some Klingons yeah. and then taken to Terraknor that's orbiting Bajor, Bajor by the way. Yeah. By the way, Crazy. can you imagine having D-Space 9 in your orbit? Like what an ugly Cardassian eyesore to look at every day. Yeah, <laughs> I know Jesus. you couldn't. I know you couldn't Cardassian eyesore. <laughs> <laughs> you probably, you couldn't see it, but you could still see like the rough outline and be annoyed. Yeah. Um, totally. But anyway, uh, yeah, so they go on Terraknor and Kira, Mira Kira, is the intendant looking <laughs> as hot as possible. Ooh. She looks amazing. And wow. uh, so Deep that's Space how- Space Nine equals gay awakening. Um, yeah, say yeah. it again for the people in the back. Because <laughs> <laughs> they probably won't hear you for 10 more years. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that that reveal of, okay, because all sorts of wonky stuff goes on with the wormhole, but to not even tease that it's going to be a mirror episode is really cool because then you're rewarded yeah. when you see Mira Kira. If you've seen that TOS episode, you're like, oh my gosh, I know what's going on here. Yes, I agree. And I do think it is unique. They did, their only mention was that the wormhole took us here. So you're probably right. Like, that's just them insinuating that it was the prophets. 
and the wormhole. I have no idea. But either way, I'm happy about it. I'm happy it's different. But, you know, it is just confusing to see these Klingons, like, <laughs> attacking them and then cowering, basically. Like, they're, like, bowing. Like When they see Kira, they are freaking mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Basically tail between their legs, like, bowing and saying, like, oh, we'll, we'll es escort you back to the station. I also think this is so interesting that when we get to the station, it's called Terraknor, like you said, Ashlyn, and that it's orbiting Bajor. Like, what a, like mindfuck i'm sorry for my language but like truly that is so crazy to me to think that like it's still called terraknor because it's still a cardassian station but like the occupation never happened in this universe because they were too busy being occupied by the terrans <laughs> so it's just like insane you know that you think about different universes and it's just different players occupying different people and it's just like what in the world <laughs> like it's still called Terraknor like there's still these connections but Kira is in Goldukat's position it's just really terrifying to think about it's crazy that in every universe Terraknor like there has to be someone mining on it you know <laughs> like, oh that's its purpose yeah it's yeah the... like they yeah they, they have We're to processing enslave some species and go for it and Rihanna I didn't even think for a second that Kira was in Goldukat's position like literally oh, never came to mind I was really bummed I'll just say that we did not see Mark Alamo in the mirror okay. universe because, I have to I have oh, to say exactly the same yeah. because my fiance really like she likes villains and so she's very interested in seeing Goldukat in these episodes and so we all I've only seen these mirror episodes once when Ashlyn and I were watching them growing up and not out of dislike but just like I don't know I just didn't go back and rewatch and so this was truly like watching them again for the first time and we were both waiting for Goldukat all five of these episodes and he didn't show up so we were both like what that would have that begs my question Ashlyn what would Gold Ducat have been like in this mirror universe? I I don't I don't know. I because he might have a very similar thing happen. Like I feel like he will probably also be the leader of the Cardassians. I think he would be a high-ranking official among the Cardassians and could have even had a hand in aligning themselves with the Klingons, mm -hmm. which would be terrifying. I don't know how different he would be except that he hadn't committed like a genocide. <laughs> yeah, right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that. I think, honestly, for me, I think he'd be like Damar, kind of like, definitely a little less of a backbone, a little less ambitious, but definitely still like set in his ways and opinionated and like, wanting to make change within his people because Goldukat does kind of have that arc, you know, where he does want to make Cardassian great again. Um, but it's just the way that he goes about it is obviously terrible. And I think that similarly, he would make those decisions, but be a little more hesitant, I guess, to seek that power, you know, in this kind of universe. Um, I'm not sure, though. It, it's hard to know because seeing people like Dax in this universe and everything, and we can talk about that a little bit more when they're all here. But like, I think it really shows how it is a lot of people's opposite traits really shine in this mirror universe, whether it's for survival or for power or just like their upbringing was really different. Meaning that like a lot of they, they have a lot of the same traits, but they're accentuated in these really different ways that are, of course, like either disturbing or like, whoa, your stubbornness is now like your front quality. Oh, boy, you know, kind of thing <laughs> that should be interesting. <laughs> um, that's my ramble about Goldukat. But I just think it's an interesting question because we see a lot of like 
gray area characters doing really cool things in this series and we see a lot of great characters doing really horrendous things and vice versa and so i'm curious with like a literal colonizer genocide guy like what he would look like in the mirror universe you know oh yeah well and i could see him like goldicott as we know him would absolutely thrive he'd be the president of the mirror universe like i think he'd be ultimate emperor like he's just that cunning and that egotistical and oh my god yeah cult oh i mean thrive yeah he would he would thrive so it is like five cults like a chain (laughs) like there it'd be like mcdonald's like you go to a different station and there's a gold ducat like worship center like (laughs) everyone i love that yeah (laughs) yeah you're doing a trade and you see like gold ducat's face on the side (laughs) of the shuttle you know oh my god truly yeah so what a shame what a tragedy and forgive us uh because this first discussion of crossover i know is going to go long because i really want to talk about these characters that we know and love so much rihanna Mm -hmm. you gave a great explanation of like how they're personality traits have shifted around being exposed Mm -hmm. to different lives and so later i want to go in and talk specifically about these people's upbringings so Mm -hmm. i think uh let's i want to talk also let's so let's change the subject a little bit and talk about kira and mirror kira because this Oh, I mean, like I'm blushing. I don't even know if yeah. I can I can have this discussion. Um, this this is crazy. As mm-hmm. Grand Nagus Zek says in the last episode, there's something irresistible about that woman, and yeah. I have never agreed Agreed-y. with the Grand Nagus more. Yes, yeah, a hundred percent agreed. She is just, I, I I think it's so much credit to Nana, you know, and to like her acting skills and. Her ability to just seamlessly like slip into this Kira attendant Kira role, you know, and being able to act with herself for all of these episodes. I think mostly this episode though, like, is heavy on like the scenes where it's literally just Kira acting. Um, it's just Nana acting with herself. So I think that this is really incredible to see, and I can't get enough of it. Like, even I think it's one of those villains that you love, you know, you're just like, oh man, like you could do anything to me <laughs> like that's fine you know like truly it's it's just yeah i agree she's she is just so commanding of the room and you still are like yeah but she's still torturing people she's still like occupying and being golducat of her universe you know so it's really interesting to have that like own conundrum with yourself and to see these characters like kira herself see those traits in herself it's like oh my gosh like in another universe i could have been sitting where Goldicott's at. Yes. Okay. I will say though, in the beginning, like our first, at least my first impression of Mira Kira is that they have Mira MK and K um, <laughs> have more in common than one would think. And the trait that surprised me the most was that Mira Kira says that she has no taste for violence. And later in the episode, she'll be yeah. talking to Cisco or someone that violence is not violence is a precision tool it is not a blunt object Mm -hmm. or it's not a rock or something like violence should be used with a purpose essentially and we see over and over again that she does not want kira killed she gives mercy to like a lot of people who Mm -hmm. should be punished and who gold absolutely would have killed like she's garrick is thirsty for blood garrick okay his 
whole goal he just wants to kill literally he just wants to kill yeah i think he's like literally the episode Teroknor, Indy Space Nine, mm -hmm. like that Garrick is probably the closest. Mirror Garrick is not manic, but he is yeah. as bloodthirsty as I've ever totally. seen Garrick. Yeah, that's his whole MO that, you know, <laughs> Andrew Robertson's like, what's my purpose in life? To kill. <laughs> to kill, like must murder. Yeah, literally like every chance he gets, he's like, okay, can they go now? Like it's time. And Kira is always the one holding him back. And because he doesn't have a lot of power in this situation, his rank is low. I think his position is pretty low. His He's only gotten where he is because of groveling and bootlicking and all of that stuff, as we'll see later. Um, Literally so, almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So interesting to me, though, to see that because there's so many ways to crawl up this like bloody ladder that they've made in the mirror universe and it was started by the terrans you know during their like empire reign and then just continued yeah like it just keeps continuing in these cycles and I'm like wow thank you do space nine for discussing this side and for seeing it up close you know and seeing that there are players in these games who don't necessarily want to be there especially like smiley especially a lot of the like quote unquote collaborators, even Kira herself, Mira Kira, doesn't in a way, you know, want to be killing. Like you said, I think that is a really fascinating detail. Thank you, Ashlyn. Yeah. The other thing that I think makes Mira Kira so compelling, obviously it's very exciting to watch her because she is flirting and like, can I just say she's fucking everyone? Yeah. Like, yeah, she's literally yeah and like there's no being on d space nine that is safe from kira flirting with them like she yeah. is the prime example yeah she's literally the pan queen we all bow mm -hmm. to her like yeah it does not matter yeah she loves you yeah so like that's really fun to watch her interact mm -hmm. with all these characters and slowly realize as the episode's going on oh she's with all of them <laughs> like she's yes. a poly queen as well yes. and yes. i think everybody knows that like there are just some characters that are hoes and like mm -hmm. cisco's a hoe we're gonna talk about oh that my later God. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, for sure yeah like so many people <laughs> are just like having the time of their lives there's not these same social boundaries or social mm -hmm. constraints that we have on our society where being in a polyamorous relationship or like being with multiple partners is frowned upon which is mm -hmm. like weird i don't understand yeah. that so it's really cool to see her freedom you know and and how she's using it as a tool also mm -hmm. to have her way with all these people but i will say like in this first episode when i'm seeing kira and mira kira, mira kira face to face <laughs> maria curie face to face um <laughs> later on the episode we just start curie. saying okay um but i can't help but think that yes she is just very horny i guess and oh, wants yeah. to be with all these people number one but i think more importantly she does have a really big heart like she genuinely mm -hmm. falls for these people like she falls for kira she says that she's in love or i think even garrick yeah. accuses her of being in love with kira mm -hmm. and so she falls fast and she falls hard and she Same gives girly. it everything <laughs> she's got yeah. 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 You can it's, see those traits in yourself. Like you can see a lot of traits of yourself in intendant Kira, I think, if if you look hard enough, which is crazy. If you're talking to me, I totally agree. No, I'm talking to everyone. <laughs> I'm literally talking to all of you listening. 
she yeah. she's just so fun to watch and so i think having mm -hmm. that kind of vulnerability and then she'll just laugh it off you know she's yeah, like oh, anyway. <laughs> i'm crazy it's fine mm -hmm. uh it's really interesting to watch her so yeah i really think pretty firmly that in the mirror universe mira kira is the main character agreed oh a hundred percent and i like that it's kira who gets to first interact with the intendant and interact with herself you know it's really great that they brought kira over to this universe and they had to bring a human so they brought bashir to kind of show both sides of this coin that you know or or both sides of this window whatever through the looking glass <laughs> mirrored windows and wonderland <laughs> references <laughs> Star Trek will never get enough of Alice in Wonderland. That's say it here and now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Kira also, Intendant Kira also knows that, like, she knows the history of Kirk, like that we said, she knows the history of Spock. So she knows right away what's happening, you know, which is also kind of refreshing as we talk about a lot on this podcast, like how long it takes for them to figure it out. It's so quick because they do their research, they know when people are coming into their universe kind of thing. And this, in a way, starts to become like a revolving door in Deep Space Nine of people coming in and out of this universe. But I think this first crossover is really important to have Kira sort of stand up to herself because at one point she's trying to manipulate Kira and Mira Kira points it out, you know, she's like, oh, you're trying to manipulate me. Like, wow, you know, because they both know each other's vulnerabilities and the like sides of themselves that they dislike or are accentuating or whatever and so i think that is really interesting you know and to see her trying to toy with her and pretend to be on her side for this episode for quite a while they like wear the same dress there's that whole weird like prom at part of the episode garrick <laughs> totally set that up though like yeah. he, he made them wear matching dresses <laughs> i mean i feel like the mirror universe is like bloodlust with emphasis on the lust you know like yes. everyone is horny and they want to kill everyone like these are the tenets of the mirror universe um and trust no one and i think that's the thing is you said that mirakira always fails at is instantly trusting or falling hard you know and that has been her downfall in many many of these episodes yes and rihanna you mentioned that like there's a way for them to find out if someone has come into the mirror universe now what i thought was interesting too is that kira mentions mirror kira <laughs> such a so awkward to say mk <laughs> mentions that there is actually protocol of what you're supposed to do if someone from your universe enters and you're supposed to kill them just outright because Great, what yeah. what happened when kirk interfered was so substantial mm -hmm. like it literally collapsed an empire like what could that mean if more people from if more people from this alternate universe crossed over yeah so <laughs> because mirakira falls so hard for kira she doesn't execute her and which is really convenient yeah especially um, because you brought like one of the strongest resistance fighters and someone who knows how to start a revolution like kira literally is like the best person to bring over um, yeah. besides spock which like literally what like <laughs> they are like the cornerstones the people who throw that first brick you know it like it just damn I, don't know. <laughs> I, I think what what I really love about this episode, too, is that in TOS, in Mirror Mirror, the characters like in from the Prime Universe never interacted with themselves because yeah. they're switched places. And mm -hmm. so 
there is so much more to explore when you're actually facing yourself and yes. not in like a different Star Trek way, in a no. mirror universe <laughs> way. Which like we not should a... do a double series. <laughs> but... I mean, I feel like we kind of did it with Death Fake Outs. There were yeah. so many devils in Death Fake <laughs> The devil appears when the Death Fake Out is near. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> we had a saying coined from it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway yeah in, in a mirror way it's really interesting to see these two characters face off and like you said rihanna major kira is one of the most badass characters in star trek like the life yeah. that she has lived is unbelievable and so to see mm -hmm. her not like i'm not even she's in her prime the entire show like she's always in her prime yeah. so like seeing her face off against herself who's like basically gold ducat is mm, mm -hmm. beautiful writing what a great choice of story yes. to make Agreed. Thank you. Um, should we talk about Bashir? It's should we maybe keep going with the episode? Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> um, I okay. So Bashir is sent basically just instantly down to the ore processing center. <laughs> right. Any to human they seen right to slavery. Sorry, <laughs> I, I know. stop rolling my eyes. I rolled my eyes like seven times. <laughs> Like, Bashir said, Bashir was like, I'm learning a new trade. I'm like, <laughs> like the bro. fuck up. Like, you're a slave. Like, that's a different Like, thing. this like, is not the seriously. time to have a positive spin on the situation. No, I agree. <laughs> no. I'm like, bro, at once, for once in your life, take this seriously. <laughs> like, how is, how is Bashir this annoying, even in the mirror universe, dude? Like, oh, don't get me started on mirror Bashir either. But... Well, okay. That's, <laughs> that's next. That's yeah, it's coming up. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, Bashir is sent to the ore processing center where Odo is there. <laughs> Ashlyn, I'm glaring at Odo. Um, he's he's so glaring right back at you. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Yet again, he's still in this p position. He's basically head of security, head of... He's Odo, like the right? overseer he's or something. The overseer. He's the head of He's police. a collaborator once again. <laughs> collaborator. Yeah, like all the above. Um, and essentially just, you know, as bad as Odo could get. Yeah, it's just really interesting seeing all of Odo's like darker traits, you know, really accentuated here. And he slaps Bashir like multiple times. It's just, it's very intense. And meanwhile, O'Brien, AKA Smiley is just like watching from the side. He's clearly been there a while and like working on something, tinkering away. Like yet again, I think it was an interesting choice not having Bashir meet himself. I'm actually very glad. I think that would have been just like taking up a whole lot of episode that like maybe wasn't needed. You know, I think it's great to place him in a position where he has to like convince O'Brien, convince Smiley of the situation and like to help them and everything. I don't know. I think that that's really cool and a really great place to take it because it's again strengthening like. Bashir's character, you know, and forcing him into these situations where he can't just be like his goofy, like sort of pretentious self, you know, he has to get serious and get like real, you know, with Smiley to get to convince him. Yeah, this is really interesting. So I'm just I'm happy for O'Brien that he was allowed to tinker. I I just yeah. feel like this is like kind of insane that they're letting a Terran like do maintenance on Terragnor. <laughs> so seems like an oversight, but I guess they trust Smiley not to betray because he's a Delta, I believe. It seems yeah. like there's this like system of reward that if you're mm -hmm. a good little um miner, what is what is it? Mm -hmm. Di um or processor. processor. Yeah, if you're a good little processor and just do mm -hmm. what you're told, you can kind of like rank up. Um mm -hmm. and so 
he i think kira mk at one point says it's like he's been a good little delta for six years and yeah. so he's just chilling i guess and they're letting him work on the station bashir's like hey buddy like we have to get out of here you know and so the way that he's befriending him at first like o'brien does not want anything to do with him but i mm -hmm. do think eventually like he does connect with him and he convinces him that there is a better way yeah i love that the one of the main things that convinced Miley was 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 hearing about his counterpart on the other side was hearing about O'Brien and how he was chief of operations at, on station. He had so much autonomy. He had his family, you know, all this stuff, I think, gave him hope to see that it could be like that in this universe as well, you know, and I think that, that that's really cool. Like hope is such a powerful thing. And I think that even though it's annoying, like sometimes Bashir's like positive outlook does get infectious, you know, and then um, people start to see that it's not hopeless. And then they're like, okay, let's, let's do this. Let's start a revolution, you know, whatever casual and start a riot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the revolution will not be televised. Like here it is. It's just really cool, especially because we have these other key players like Cisco, who is first like sleazy to the max. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. And then we have Quark as well, who is another key player in this. So I just love all of these people who are here, we're seeing these different sides of them and seeing how the war and the, and like this oppression has changed everyone on both sides, like including Quark. Like I was just completely shocked to see how different Quark was when money is not a thing. Like literally it just changes his whole personality. <laughs> okay. I have to just shout not out personality. Our... Sorry. That's rude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but like <laughs> he actually has a lot of those great tenets inside of him. Anyway, Ashlyn, I interrupted you. Go ahead. You're good. Yeah. I really have to shout out Armin Shimmerman because he's not in this episode for too long as Quark, but as MQ. <laughs> MQ. <laughs> what up, MQ? <laughs> MQ. <laughs> DJ MQ. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. So just because the minute that Kira goes into the bar, you can tell like he's beaten down. He looks honest. Like he he looks like someone who's like actually like lived a hard life and like is just mm -hmm. looking to help people like it's very subtle but you can tell like this is a different quirk than who we're used to dealing with and yes he is still willing to help people out so like kira is talking to him in the way that she would at do space nine and say hey i can bribe you mm -hmm. if you can do these things for me undercover because mm -hmm. you always have your people to do it and so in this world quirk has the same network of people that yes. can do favors for him but it's not nefarious things it's like smuggling people out of the station like he's doing his part to try to save the terrans which is awesome like awesome. yeah we, we love quirk <laughs> this mm -hmm. is beautiful <laughs> totally oh my gosh yeah <laughs> i just think it's amazing to see this in quirk and to see that like kira gets to see it as well like okay like quirk still at his core is this person you know it's just that like latinum changes you and quirk is, is just very attached to ferengi rules and acquisitions and things rules so, and regulations yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i just think it's really great that he has been smuggling people cisco arrives at the bar and he is apparently liked quote unquote by the attendant so we assume that they're banging we assume that like they have this situation ship and it's giving him the autonomy to not be working in the ore processing center to like run 
shipments for her to sort of be a lapdog kind of thing and it's showing another side of this you know like sort of the not quite the ranger type ashlyn you were talking about well, i think pretty like, close kind of. yeah i think <laughs> i think this is pretty close to who i think yeah. to be honest <laughs> I saw a little too much of myself in Cisco. (laughs) (laughs) I think the worst part about this mirror Cisco is when he's like, hey, smiley. And I'm like, like, it's just creepy, you know? Well, because (laughs) that's the thing. I mean, we're calling O'Brien smiley, but he like doesn't even like being called smiley. He prefers his name. But Cisco is just like, oh, I'm going to give you a little nickname, a little cute little nickname. It's like, nah, bro. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So Cisco... It's not really at first influence to do any change. You know, I really didn't expect him to do anything this episode. I was like, oh, he's just going to keep on doing his thing with the intendant. But he does make this shift. And I think it's really, again, like just their presence there. I think showing that another life exists and it's possible, even if you have to fight for it, is like a really powerful thing. And even if there's not this grand speech or anything to try to convince, which they all do. I mean, Kira (laughs) and Bashir especially, you know, he loves his speeches. So, but even just their presence is really impactful, which is exactly what Intendant Kira was worried about. This, like, they literally start the revolution, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. literally. So, at this point, like Kira's pointing out to Cisco, yeah, you have this freighter, you have your little crew, mm-hmm. and you do these favors for the intendant, but are you really free? Are you really right. better than the people processing ore? Because they at least know that you're a slave and you exactly. don't even know that you are. Mm. And so that the speech like gets to him and yeah. he's like, okay, well, maybe you're right. And so yeah. this is the fuel for the fire that's going to start this. And mm-hmm. it makes it really useful that Cisco has a ship because yeah. he can take people away. Like it's mm-hmm. a really good foundation to have a ship. And that's something that none of the Terrans or anyone working in the processing the ore has. So true. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that the kind of the straw that breaks Cisco into changing his mind is literally um, <laughs> this Klingon who worked for Lursa at Baytor. So okay, that shout out. shake shaked me to shout my out to core. <laughs> shout out to our sisters. Wait, can I just <laughs> say that I can? I wrote down his line. He said he was like, "You would never believe what Lursa and Bator were going to," <laughs> and then he like gets cut off. Yeah. Um, but he was a personal guard for them and he al- they always were doing like crazy shit apparently. Yes. So Okay, love to hear it. Yes, even if it's Hi. just a little name drop. <laughs> I mean, okay, but also just because we are the Dura Sisters podcast, I do think mm-hmm. we should dedicate like a minute to talking about what's going on with the Klingon High Council. Is there a High Council? Yeah. Does the House of Duras like have any power? Are we like one of the reigning Klingon powers in right. the mirror universe? I hope so. Because yeah, our house assume. is strong. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And we assume that there's some sentence an alliance. There's probably like everyone has their, you know, speakers or their head people, generals and all of that stuff. I mean, there's the 12 houses. I would assume yeah. that would have stayed the same. Right. Like they have the, or I'm sorry, 24, like powerful yeah. houses. Um, 
So I don't know if there'd be a leader amongst them or any type of government formed, but in order to have some kind of peace with the Cardassians, they must have at least come through the same process that the Klingons did in the Prime Universe, where Agreed. they realized we have to stop fighting against each other. Mm -hmm. We have to become unified. And in, if we're going to defend ourselves against any other species, we have to be unified militarily. So yes. I, I'm just... Mm, I want oh, to know! Yes, I, I think we should be... Know thinking a lot about this in our discovery episode as well you know because yes. Klingons will be a big part of that so and also yeah. just another reminder that we have not read the comics for TNG so I apologize right. if there are answers in the comics yeah we still might read them I mm -hmm. I really think it would be fun to do that at the end of the Agreed. series so yeah I apologize if we're missing any facts there but yeah Agreed. I'm just Thank I'm you. curious about that okay something that I also think is really unique about these mirror episodes is that you can kill people willy-nilly like mm. if there's a mirror counterpart they're as good as dead because that's yeah. what happened to odo in this episode yep. he exploded into goo yeah and he when couldn't Bashir shot odo like what kind of gun does that because is in my i thought Odo was like bulletproof like phaser proof yeah. you know well i mean not technically we've seen different changelings explode from phasers but that's when they were like injured or couldn't go away. I don't. I don't know. Maybe he couldn't maybe, go away. Maybe time. he's not as strong in this universe. Like he Who knows how he evolved as a changeling in this universe. But I mean, yikes! Was that that Jora Toll guy there, or whatever? Because he was probably a yeah. So, oh, maybe not. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it was a Cardassian. Oh, who knows? <laughs> that could be another interesting like deep dive <laughs> i mean that would explain why odo is the way he is he just yeah. he loves terok thor i guess yeah um, i mean the thing that really i see as a thread in all of these mirror universe characters is that they're ruled by fear you know in these different ways odo even of course o'brien and especially cisco but they just show it in these really different ways and so i love that O'Brien says to Bashir, like when they finally find a way to get out of there, they're essentially <laughs> causing this like prison revolt riot thing. Bashir, you know, sort of calls O'Brien out for being like ruled by fear and saying like, you're already dead because the life you have, you know, here under oppression and tyranny, like what kind of life is that, you know? And so Smiley slash O'Brien, like he wants to go with him and I love that he says whatever it's like where he's from, it's got to be better than this, you know, so it's really is seeing that like this anything's better than this at this point, you know, and so they start a revolution because of hope and like hope for a different future. I'm like, thank you, ma'am. Yes, like, let's go. It's just it's so amazing to see them sort of break from that fear, you know, of, of mainly attending Kira, but you know, the people who oppress them, like, of course, rule them by fear. And so then once they can break free of that or at least push through it, they start this revolution. It's just, wow, incredible. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think that's because if you're basing your entire like society off of fear, mm -hmm. fear can be overcome. Yeah. you know like it's a it's flawed to to have that be like it's it's easy maybe to just be cruel to someone but once you give hope to people it's really hard to squish it so i yeah. i love that our prime universe people are now giving hope to the mirror and literally starting a revolution so smiley because of this joins cisco in his little crew and 
which is really useful because now they have a freaking engineer with them. I did think this ending was like so rushed because Star Trek should be an hour long and yep, yep. and Bashir, they get back in the runabout. They have this plasma injector leak. They, they do get shot by Klingons a couple times too. So they're limping in it when they get into the wormhole. Mm -hmm. And then they just return and, you know, we see ops and they're like, where have you been? And that's when Kira says through the looking glass. And I, I just, I just need like one minute of recap for Kira to be like, okay, yeah. let me tell you, let me tell you. what Everyone happened, down Benjamin. For a story. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think let's go through the looking glass, Rihanna. Yeah, exactly. So we have a very abrupt opening, pretty much O'Brien beams onto the station but oh it's smiley and he's got a face around cisco <laughs> in ops <laughs> and no one's prepared for this no one has a hostage <laughs> situation like managed he literally just takes cisco and energizes him through the looking glass and then you get the intro and i'm like what <laughs> like first of all like okay this is what season three uh, three now yeah so yeah they're still learning the station whatever you still seriously let him get kidnapped everyone was in ops like i'm i'm saying so many main characters so many officers were in ops i can only think like were they all hung over that day or something yeah. they're just like oh man like i'm really Rough. tired sorry bud these characters <laughs> should be at 100 percent power and there should be no way that o'brien should be able to kidnap him that easily no. i was thinking that too rihanna but you know they gotta Here get cisco into the mirror universe somehow and then they do it via transporter and uh, this thing that Smiley's holding, it's like this circular thing. Yeah, it's cylindrical, perhaps. It's gonna show up again and it'll and it'll give us a name, I yeah. think, a little yes, bit later. It will later. Um but this is insane because Cisco is basically asked to replace the Cisco that has died in the mirror universe, and O'Brien is recruiting him, just like in past tense, may I add, that a famous figure dies during a revolution and needs to be replaced by Cisco. <laughs> the bell rides are coming, y'all. Um, Jennifer is here. What the fuck? <laughs> like, this is an insane, just like, turn of events. It's kind of like seeing Yar again, too. I was feeling the same way of like, mm, good oh comparison. We almost were going to talk about that, but it's not Mirror, so we can't. Yep. Sorry. No Yesterday's Enterprise. Yeah. yeah, this again is them flipping the trope of instead of killing people in the Mirror universe at this point, in this episode, we're going to bring back people who have died in the Prime universe. <laughs> yeah, and this, th this is kind of rough. This is very wild. Yeah. This is insane. So uh, the whole reason, as O'Brien kindly, I'm sorry, as Smiley kindly explains to Cisco once they're in the mirror universe, is that <laughs> after yeah, the kidnapping, <laughs> he's going to be replaced. And Cisco had this idea that he could convince the scientist who is working on this piece of technology that can locate ships in the Badlands, because that's where um, surprise, surprise, the rebels are hiding in the Badlands oh, as wow. usual. So yeah. original, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and if she completes this piece of technology, then they will all be found and be destroyed, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so Cisco thinks he can talk her out of that and get her to work, Professor Cisco, to work for the rebellion instead. 
so that's the task but the, yeah. the people that we have present are are absolute legends because <laughs> we we arrive at the rebel base i feel like this is star wars by the way no um, i keep thinking this these whole very universe ones feel so like they're like the rebellion and the alliance and the empire <laughs> it's yeah. just star wars and maybe that's mm -hmm. the true mirror universe is star yeah. wars <laughs> um, but <laughs> This this is insane. So they're they're here at the base, and we see Bashir, who has some crazy hair, and he's very oh, like God. wild, unhinged, and running around, yeah, yeah, unhinged. Which also that means that he was also he was genetically altered in this universe too, because he seems to have this similar level of intelligence. Yeah, I think you're right. That's so interesting. that's interesting to think about because Maybe in the, he was from universe, the wealthy family. <laughs> the privileged terrans well yeah. i mean maybe his family is maybe. in the prime i don't know i don't know interesting hmm. to think about but i was like khan still existed in mirror correct because uh, i feel like we're gonna somehow talk about this later probably. like in yeah. discovery or something but um i i just i'm i'm curious how the mirror universe is dealing with genetics because yeah, the prime universe does not allow it and it's completely like you can't even join starfleet if you've been altered in any way my guess is like during the empire like starfleet time it was probably encouraged you know to become stronger and genetically altered but i don't know during bashir's era like of, of being alive that's a weird way of saying it i don't know during the um like alliances era of rain if like Bashir would be allowed to or like we said if he was like from a influenced family or something but that's my guess yeah I think that's a really good mm -hmm. guess Rihanna that you you brought up not me yeah, <laughs> I just you. took yeah. no no you're right. of. <laughs> no no you're good um yeah I just this is crazy I don't know that's a really good point it, I just it's crazy I'm thinking about it. all these yeah. things yeah no, okay same. yeah so I love that so then I'm taking this literally shot by shot because uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, we have amazing people here. So we get Rom next on the screen yes. and he's this, he's just a little guy, you know, he's just a little guy doing loyal ho stuff. Well, I love that he's in the Alliance too. Like clearly mm -hmm. Ferenginar is not down with the Klingon Cardassian no. uh, Alliance. So I, I forget sometimes that it's not just humans who are, the people who would be rebelling against this it's not like yeah. all aliens hashtag not all aliens yeah, are, like approve some, of this alliance a lot of people are against subjugation and oppression so. <laughs> surprise surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow um, um so anyway yeah you're so right though i love that rob is just here again like probably formed a union in this universe too oh absolutely that time <laughs> Um, okay, cool. So, uh, okay. And so then, oh, sorry, I'm freaking out. Because then after that, Tuvok pops up out of nowhere. He pops up out of the snow like a daisy. <laughs> this man, Tim Russ, is in this scene as Tuvok. And I had oh, no idea he no was here. No recollection. No memory that there was any type of crossover yeah. event going on in Deep Space Nine. Especially in an episode not called Crossover. Yeah, missed opportunity. 
Okay, God. so yeah. I have a I have a lot. I screamed, please. actively screamed, Rihanna. I'm sure you yeah, please also go watch the TikTok out. if you haven't hear Ashlyn scream. <laughs> yeah, people are calling it the Trekkie scream, and I feel yeah. so honored that this is a universal experience. You we know, all know. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. My husband knows it all too well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yes. So okay, I had to go um, deep into the weeds about this because. Mm -hmm. This is only season three of Deep Space Nine. And so I was yeah. thinking, what is happening? Why yeah. is Duvok here? And mm -hmm. this episode aired on April 17th, 1995. Mm -hmm. And Caretaker, the first episode of Voyager, aired in January of 1995. And so this is four months after. And so it is extremely likely that they were filming at the same time. Definitely is my guess. And like timeline they're like oh hey tim we have like a couple hours <laughs> to film like three scenes well he's already in his tuvok outfit yeah. you know <laughs> he can just go to the other set and film <laughs> but the thing is too is that we have seen tim russ is like has all these random star trek cameos yes so at first i was looking closely for the vulcan ears oh of course he could have been somehow the human <laughs> from sulu's excelsior I was thinking about the human from Picard's Starship Mine. What? <laughs> the diehard one. Stop is it Tuvok in that one? Yes, he is. Stop. Stop. We were thinking about different Tim Not Tim, Tuvok, Russ, but Tim Russ. Yeah. Stop. Oh my god, okay. Tim Russ is a legend. So there's a lot. Okay, we there's a right to be confused about what I forgot going. about Excelsior. Thank you, Ashley. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I my memory is that he's a human in the Excelsior scenes, but then they later in Voyager go back and, and he was Vulcan. And when yeah. Janeway is like his therapist and he's a Vulcan on that ship. So <laughs> it's it like it's confusing. It's yeah. yeah. And so that's why I was like taking a peek, you know, and he has yeah. like two lines. He's like, Well, yeah. I think it's illogical to do this. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's my boy that you're making fun of. <laughs> but I'm I'm pretty sure that's like his exact line. So <laughs> he's still logical in this universe. We just love to see it. <laughs> I mean, apparently all Vulcans are from what we've seen so far. Yeah. Do you have anything yeah. to say or can I go about a quick rant about no. Logan? Okay, go I unleash you. <laughs> yes. The thing is so interesting, though, about that is like Vulcan culture the same, you know, is it still was the teachings of I mean, Surak was a long time ago, you know, like centuries think, and centuries. I think the teaching of Surak would still be. In yeah. Play. So you think that still be grounded in like logic and stuff, especially what we see from Spock and Tuvok's appearance and any other Vulcans we see in this universe. Even the ones like holding the candle while everyone massages Kira, he still looks very logical and poised. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so anyway, I feel like it's so interesting though because we're gonna see in Discovery and we see in these other mirror episodes that the Vulcans are usually on like the side against the Terrans, and so therefore there is this like bias, you know, and so. But it seems like the Vulcans are always doing some rebellious shit, you know? And so it's really interesting to see, like, how their logic sort of has to still be utilized in this time of, like, complete destruction and war and chaos and everything, you know? And in side by side to our, you know, relative peace in the Prime Universe and seeing how the Vulcans flourish in different ways and how they, like, suffer in different ways here or flourish in different ways in the Mirror Universe. I don't know. It's just really fascinating to see these different cultures, like, grow side by side but then diverge you know based on certain events yeah absolutely and i personally think that 
the Vulcans are probably very similar to how they are in the prime universe, except that they're beaten down and they're, cause I mean, Loki Vulcans are kind of hoity toity sometimes, you know, yeah, where they're just yeah. like, we have our customs and like, we're better than you. And I, I think they don't have like that ego as a species in the mirror yeah. universe, but we need more, more facts to come. You know, I'm excited to talk about that in discovery. Oh, and I do have to say, I was, um, talking with, uh, or I was talking with socialist in space in, on Instagram as one does, which is sure. like the best Instagram yes, page It's the absolutely. best. If you are a star Trek fan, you have to go follow socialist in space. You will have the time Agreed. of your life. Yeah. Um, and so we were messaging because we were bonding over this like shocking reveal of Chewbacca <laughs> in this episode. And they said, since he's wearing that same outfit in the Da Vinci episode of Voyager, my headcanon is that that's prime Tuvok who was pulled into the mirror universe when he beams out of Da Vinci studio on the planet. And he is a whole parallel adventure <laughs> getting back to Voyager. <laughs> I adore this i absolutely adore this yeah no absolutely amazing headcanon i was thinking exactly the same that it looks like the concerning flight outfit yes brianna and knows so, her tuvok yeah oh do i know my tuvok episode <laughs> titles ask me tuvok or seven or nine episode titles i got you <laughs> ashlyn ask her about jc episodes this is not a voyager podcast Rihanna, sorry. Like, what's going what on are we right doing now? we're talking about tuvok that's why but yeah he's phenomenal and that's an amazing headcanon i love it and um uh wait sorry i was it was so whatever I was, oh 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 also um Socialist in Space mentioned that they're looking forward to the Delta Flyer episode because, as you might not have known or remembered, the podcast, The Delta Flyers, which of course is hosted by Garrett Wang yes. and my friend Robbie, um, yes. Robbie, Robbie Duncan McNeil, the legend himself, <laughs> they, over the past couple of years, they watched all the episodes of Voyager and reviewed them. Absolutely amazing Incredible. podcast. And now they are watching every episode of D Space Nine. And they are having some Terry Farrell's on, right? Yeah, Terry Farrell. They have permanent oh. Deep Space Nine people with them too. It's Terry Farrell, Armin Shimmerman, <gasps> joining Garrett Wang and Robbie. Oh, um, Robbie. This is incredible. To talk news. about these episodes of Deep Space Nine. And so that will be a great episode totally with Tuvok because maybe especially if they have Tim Russ on for that which would be yes, so that fun would be perfect I would oh love to know the details of how he got put in this episode so anyway yeah. our our 10 minute Tuvok delay is is done now <laughs> Tuvok delays are the best of all though yeah. like, we love a good Tuvok delay. if I'm stopped in traffic and it's because of a Tuvok delay it's totally <laughs> exactly. fine yeah totally. I'm like if anything I'm keep happy. going yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so after that shocking reveal, we get another shocking reveal, and that is that Dax is Cisco's mistress. Okay. Um, he number one. Number one. Mistress number one. Sorry, I'm just. Oh, I'm, oh. Ca I'm counting everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Keep counting. And then the most dubious scene I've ever seen of all time from Cisco. Because mind you, Cisco and Jadzia Dax from the Prime Universe are like besties, right? They've been besties since Curzon Dax. Yeah, um, he calls her old man. Yeah, you should. That should indicate, you know, their relationship status as besties, like brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like siblings. And since Dax is his mistress in this universe, he thinks it's necessary 
to convince. I think he also just wants to bone another Dax who's not like his best friend. But this is so violating and he doesn't tell her who he is. They just like bang and there will be repercussions. Don't worry. Like we literally (laughs) will talk about them in the next episode. (laughs) But I still was just like shocked to my core, especially because this is like Cisco supposedly bringing in like his like best qualities from the prime universe, (laughs) you know, but it like it's just so awful to watch and to think about him doing that, especially like how close he is with Dax in the prime. And in the beginning, he does really resist her. And he's like, I'm tired. And she's like, no, we have to have I can't believe you're alive sex. Yeah, basically. Like, we have to, let's do this. And he just says, okay. Yeah, It's so wrong. Yeah, like, in case you need a reminder, if you're in the mirror universe, don't bang your partner without telling them who you are. No, (laughs) truly, yeah. I know that happens to a lot of us, so. A lot of us, yeah. (laughs) So... Yeah, it's just, it's a crazy thing. We have this Dax, Bashir, Rom, Tuvok, everyone's here. Um, Basically, O'Brien, basically to, you know, try to make sure that they don't all get killed in this upcoming incursion. And so they're trying to find a way to smuggle Cisco onto Deep Space Nine, or sorry, onto Tarok Nor to get him to be able to, like, see Jennifer and essentially convince her because also smiley mentioned that it's either convince her or kill her that's the other caveat yeah really terrible but it makes sense like this is this is literally life or death for the rebels yep also i feel like they something that i like is the connection that we really make between uh smiley and cisco because o'brien is the the character thread from the last mirror episode that like he's literally i mean his name's smiley he's a friendly face you know he's someone mm-hmm. who we naturally trust because of miles o'brien and he is totally honest with cisco about the situation and i w- i have to wonder if of course the mirror universe has protocols for dealing with people who are crossing over. Wouldn't you think that Starfleet, like our prime Starfleet has protocols for crossing over into the mirror universe? Because Cisco says side quest? Yes, (laughs) like for sure. Like this is a dangerous thing that he's doing like and Mm -hmm. politically very Mm -hmm. damning. And I I just think- It sounds like a prime direction violation. Rihanna, this is exactly what I'm leading to. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. they have, they have fucking prime directives for time travel for oh non-interference like yeah. the starfleet's whole thing they're trying to live by i'm god. doing heavy quotes around yeah, air quotes <laughs> air quotes yeah. now i hope you can hear them uh <laughs> like this is a huge oversight and it's not even the first time like we're gonna find out in disco like people are just crossing over like crazy oh my god and yeah. so like where's the regulation my honor mm. your honor where's the regulation Where is it literally <laughs> oh my god and you know the different players in this game like they're tired this is the interesting thing i found with dax too in this universe is that like she tells cisco basically she's fought against the alliance for a year and she wants out she's sick of living like this like sick of you know always being on the go and hiding and everything and it's just so interesting like she calls jennifer a witch she's unfaithful she like has no spine she's opposite of our dax you know she's loyal to cisco but 
also just like ready to completely abandon this cause and so that's just really interesting like to see the differences yeah well i think she's also representing the feelings of probably most people Mm -hmm. in the rebels right now like they're very disheartened they've been doing this for a year and like you said not made any progress but now you have prime cisco and so that is going to change because like we were talking about with kira and how she's had this incredible life and is such a powerful person talk about another very powerful character that has stepped into this universe benjamin cisco like this man will help to win the war against the dominion like he is yes he is so smart and to put him in this situation where he can easily manipulate people but he's like on the good side like he he's such a good actor too he's the he's in chess he's the queen right now like Mm -hmm. he's just gonna go to all these characters and just make them do what he wants including like manipulating intendant kira to the point that he sends rom in to turn them in that tricked me i thought rom was a traitor i was like he was not a loyal ho because it's the mirror universe so of course you just assume everything's opposite yeah (laughs) exactly and um but that's how cisco was able to get on the station able able to get in contact with jennifer because kira intendant kira is very lax about (laughs) cisco's whole rebellion and is able to take him in the fold pretty much like on a warning (laughs) like i'll kill you soon but i don't know when like you said, Which because she Garrick, doesn't want bloodshed. Garrick is so mad about yeah. this. <laughs> Kira said, I kind of want to keep you alive just to see how, like, to see Garrick mad. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> like, but Cisco plays her like a fiddle, like you were saying, Ashlyn, like, just so well done. And he's able to finally get to Jennifer and talk to her and help her to see her privilege of, like, you come from this family, but you are still as much of, like, a slave as the people who work in the ore processing center. <laughs> Like our Kira said to Cisco, Mira Cisco, last episode. Now Cisco is imparting this wisdom onto Jennifer. Yeah, I just I think that that's brilliant. There's a lot of times where people are ready to torture Cisco, ready to kill him. There's a point where Cisco kisses Kira, like he's so into the role because we found out this is his other mistress, is the intendant herself, which we knew from their last episode that he was liked by the intendant. Yet still, you know, Smiley gets caught as well. And Kira says to him, you were born a slave and you will die a slave. Like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a loyal hoe to her. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> even, yeah, like, no, she, she's enigmatic. Like, that is still what she thinks about Terrence. She kind of reminds me of Azula, the amazing yeah. villain in Avatar, The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. because she also is a character who doesn't really understand people, but holds a lot of power. And Kira does not understand, like, just because it's a mirror universe doesn't mean you can't make someone loyal to you, you know, like, Kira just, she throws away her alliances so easily because everything is about herself, like, she's the most important person, and so she's just like, oh, like, I love you and I'll do anything for you, but I'm the top dog, Mm -hmm. and yeah, so really interesting to see. I love that. So then I I also just want to jump back to when Cisco's talking to Jennifer because I feel like, strongly feel that he should have told Jennifer that he was from a different universe right away because it would have been so much faster (laughs) because she would have totally helped him. And I think because he's really good, like he, he sort of knows her and also his, what he talks about with like, why would you join the Alliance? Like, like Rihanna was talking about, the way that he's convincing her, 
it's gonna work even if he's prime cisco i think so yes yeah i just wish that that had happened much sooner but i am very glad and i'll just jump ahead here that she does end up figuring out like she's suspicious the whole time but at the end she's like i know you're not my cisco what happened to my husband and this is something i did not expect from a mirror episode is a love story right what so like this whole episode is so like conflicting for me to watch too because I'm thinking about Cisco's perspective. His wife has been dead for mm-hmm. like four, five years, I think, yeah. and loves her, like has not gotten with anyone else, like has been raising Jake on his own, mm-hmm. having a, a tough time, you know, but like getting through it. And then to see her, but have it not really be her is painful on two levels because yes. you think it's your Jennifer, but you know it's not. So like, that is just so hard. So for him to be balancing that and then also convincing her to join the rebel side and be manipulating all these other people, like mastermind, literally. Yeah, thank S- you. Cisco is epic in this episode. His just like airtight control over his emotions. It's just and his focus is is just incredible. Yeah, Ashlyn, thank you for mentioning all of that. This has just got to be such an impossible situation to have to just wade through with everything like with Jennifer on top of everything else. Like it's just gotta be so difficult to see her again and everything. This is just insane. This episode just keeps escalating and it ends up where they have this escape scene. Jennifer finally decides, yes, I'll go with you. And Cisco, being brilliant and knowing the station so well, decides to self-destruct the station. And he uses that as their out of being like, let us go or we're all going to blow up. You know, like essentially I can only unlock it. I only have the passcode. <laughs> so this is just incredible. Like, I really think this is brilliant. And it also shows everyone who's there like, okay, this Cisco is like standing on business. Like he knows what's up. I, I just think it's hilarious too, like just from a security standpoint that the station architect in Terok Nor in both universes made the same yeah, password for the station. And in Insane. both universes, they never changed the password. No, you're so right. <laughs> it's the same. Like, why wouldn't All those Cisco years? have changed it after Terok Nor? <laughs> like, if you can change it now, like Cisco does. And Kira knows also, by the way, that he wasn't bluffing. And I don't think he was. Cisco's just like, I will literally no, blow this bitch up. He Let's literally go. will. Yeah. He literally yeah. will. Well, what I yeah. love too, we didn't mention that O'Brien has freed the slaves. Like, yes. He, had, he rounded up the Terrans and he because he caused another malfunction mm-hmm. in the room down there and brought everybody up the so they're processing you know, or processor. processor so this feels like such a victory for me and such a good moment for smiley as well because we remember him being so downtrodden and having a terrible life in the last episode and now he's the hero you know Love yes to see he wasn't just a hero he was oh, a smiley i'm sorry <laughs> one other thing about this i'm nice job um (laughs) the last thing i want to say too is garrick as we've mentioned is like so bloodthirsty in this episode but absolutely his best moment was there's this standoff kind of close to the end where it's like Mm -hmm. kira and garrick and their guards the klingons behind them versus cisco and jennifer and his crew are all hiding behind a wall and once they realize that cisco has run away like to a different room Garrick looks at his guards and says, Pursue! <laughs> Pursue! That was the best moment. I feel like Andy Robinson was just like 
either just blazed or just like doing whatever the fuck he wanted in this episode all of these mirror episodes he gets to be so unhinged like he just it's it was like a war cry he was like we're going to battle oh yeah yeah thank you for bringing that up that was the funniest thing oh my god Okay, and then to wrap it up, once again, to get home, O'Brien sends him through with the modified transporters. Because you might remember in the first episode, which we didn't talk about yet, but the Mirror Universe, to prevent people coming over into theirs to interfere, they have completely changed the, like engineering of all of the mirror universe transporters so that doesn't happen again. And so what O'Brien has done at this rebel base is undone that and so it is a portal to and from deep space nine which yeah, is that's gonna good be information. this yeah. is the revolving door that rihanna was talking about so this is not the wormhole but now we're mm -hmm. back to og transporters <laughs> to get <laughs> yeah. in and out of the universe back to it everyone yeah. and we're about to shatter that mirror yes the revolving door is open the mirror has shattered and we are here talking about shattered mirror which is season four episode 20 right yes we have had all of these episodes so far have been a year apart in both the the world and the world in both yeah. of the star trek universe and ours yeah i think that that's really cool it helps to sort of give us context and give us a little look into the mirror universe and how it's changed or how it stayed the same this time around <laughs> jennifer has come to the mirror universe and she does this on the heels of Jake really missing Nog. He's like standing in their spot, dangling his legs off the side of the, you know, where it is up the, that balcony area. The promenade, yeah. Yeah, and I just think like, first of all, if Jennifer just shows up, I think prepare Jake for that. Like call him, be like, hey Jake, by the way, you know that mirror universe version of someone who's not your mother, but looks like your mother? She's here. <laughs> that would be a nice little warm up at least, but no, it's just Cisco in there talking with her. She must have just arrived or what is happening. At least he knows stories like we hear clearly that Cisco has told him like everything about the mirror universe and about Jennifer, but still like that's different than just like seeing someone who looks like your mom there. Yeah, I mean at least Jake knew that she existed. That would have yeah. been a real oh shock. Yeah. yeah. But he's says that he always wished that he could meet her so he's really excited yeah. and he's instantly attached yeah truly very attached and you know i think it's to everyone's detriment i don't think i know because we you know if you've seen this episode recently cisco even says it at the end like this was not a good idea to bring jake into this situation first of all or to bring jennifer over here but jennifer brought herself over here because she needs cisco's help and she decides to kidnap Jake to do it. You know, she's like, kidnap's a strong word. I don't think it was her who said that. It was like O'Brien, but either way, they still have planned this from the beginning to take Jake over to that side as incentive for Cisco to come over and to help them build the Defiant because <laughs> the Terrans have taken over Terraknor and they are holding position, but there is a giant fleet of the Alliance coming and they need the Defiant ready, but there's this one bug that like the Defiant shakes when it's like going into warp or something. I don't, I can't remember. The yeah, exact. the engines are literally quote too powerful. Yes, and so they, <laughs> they can't figure out how to like distribute all that power. <laughs> I couldn't believe that explanation. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't this the one where Cisco tries to beam over O'Brien and Kira? 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because he's like, oh, I, I have to go to the mirror universe. Wait. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, to yes. Get Jake. Yeah. 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 Because once they realize Jake is gone, which also, by the way, like Cisco was in this three hour meeting and that's when she takes him. That is just so crazy to me. So then they try to beam up with him and it's Cisco is only beamed up. So I think that that is insane because O'Brien can help far more than Cisco can. Not saying that Cisco's engineering acumen isn't incredible because we saw him build that Bajoran ship from scratch, you know, but there, there is some things that O'Brien just knows really well. And that's the Defiant is one of them, you know? And so I was just shocked that they're like, no, we only want you, I guess, because Smiley only trusts Cisco from their last encounter and everything. But even so, I'm like, that just seems insane. But he should trust Kira because she was literally mm -hmm. already in the mirror universe and helped yeah. him escape. Right. But yeah. this is a Cisco episode is what O'Brien is yes. what Smiley has decided. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. So he's meeting all the same characters again, just in a different position now. Not Tuvok. I don't I don't know where Tuvok <gasps> oh, went. <laughs> oh, I hope he's okay. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Oh god. Yeah, and Bashir hits him because Cisco hit him last episode, so he's like, That's for earlier or whatever. That's for like not telling us who you were. Because they all have found out, you know, that he's Mirror Cisco, obviously, or he is Prime Cisco, whatever, <laughs> Mirror to them. I just think it's so crazy that they said, like, if we had asked, you would have said no. He's like, yes, but even so, you can't use his son. Like, that is the most insane plan I've ever heard, especially if you're supposedly, like, trying to fight for peace. You don't kidnap someone's son to do it, bruh. I mean, so this is the mirror universe, though, and like yeah. they probably have different sense of morals than we do. True. But what cracks me up is that Jennifer is like, there's nothing wrong with this plan. Like, this is yeah, a totally like, acceptable thing <laughs> yeah. to do. Yeah. And she seems to be that's why I chose her as my ally. Like, she seems like I, I like she would be very level headed, but yeah. it's fine. And I think maybe she's convinced herself in her head like, oh, I'm just showing him around like he wants to be here anyway. So yeah. I'm just helping him to get a glimpse yeah. of it. Mm -hmm. And she's not fully thinking, but we can't forget that they're still against the Alliance and they're trying yeah. to build a Defiant in time, which by the way, Smiley stole the files from Deep Space yeah. Nine. He mentioned just in an offline, because of course the yeah. writers have to cover their asses. Um, <laughs> sure. He was like that Smiley, when he was over on Deep Space Nine, downloaded like a huge chunk of Deep Space Nine of their like memory banks. And that's how they were able to get the schematics of the Defiant. And that's why mm -hmm. they're building it. Really, really awesome. It's like, what a badass ship that also exists in the mirror universe. I love to Truly, see it. Truly, that is really cool. And you know, Cisco knows it so well. So he says, yes, he'll help. But you know, it's just, it's interesting. Cause then we see that Kira is here. She did not escape and she's being tortured by Bashir. And so the power just shifts around and around <laughs> and she was torturing them. And now they're torturing her and Kira tells Cisco, like, help me escape, you know, and he's like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and so she's sent to the brig. And meanwhile, we get Worf on his ship. <laughs> and we see Garrick has been put on a leash and has a little collar on and is pretty much given to Worf. And <laughs> it is the most insane shit. <laughs> like, truly some remarkable writing here <laughs> this is amazing i feel like they just pulled these characters out of a hat and was like okay yeah. we're gonna have Worf, Worf. with <laughs> garrick okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i actually i absolutely love it though because yeah. we now have Worf in a mirror universe episode mm -hmm. and man 
he is beautiful his hair, hair i oh. cannot resist long hair Worf. it's one of yes. my many weaknesses and this made me shivery i love to see Worf in this episode same he's oh my he's god kind of whiny i he's will say yeah. and i i think i just want to take one second to talk about that of course in this universe there were no Kitamir Accords and so the house of Moog is as strong as it can yeah, be. Yeah, good point. And so of course Worf would have a good position in this Klingon military that they have and a very strong role in the alliance. He's the regent. Yeah. Who knows what that means, but he's got Sounds a title. Like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so Worf, like, he has really risen to a place of power. And I think a lot of it is because he was raised with his house. So he had mm. that name growing up and that place in Klingon society. Boom. But he's yes. he's he's a little he's low whiny. He's entitled by that. He's entitled, yeah. exactly. He does he hasn't been through the same struggles that our Worf has true he's not he's not been humbled man no absolutely not he will get humbled though (laughs) (laughs) he's getting humbled and rumbled yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so garrick is pretty much still obsessed with killing but now this time he's obsessed with killing kira (laughs) so he continues to plant these seeds of like yes but it was kira who made everyone take tarak nor you know like it was kira who failed us and all everything to be fair he's kind of right he was right <laughs> yeah like, he should have killed cisco when she had the chance like all this kind of stuff but anyway Garrick, glad Garrick, she didn't. Garrick did nothing wrong <laughs> <laughs> he's just on his leash whining like Worf is and so it's just it's insane meanwhile back at Tarak Nor, Dax and Bashir are ready to take off they're like okay it, this Defiant is not gonna be ready on time they drop these blasts and try to fool the sensors because finally Kira comes through for them and tells them, okay, like here's the weakness in their sensors, but it's only because of Cisco and sort of saying like, here's the thing, like either you're staying here with us and you're going to get, take it over and they're going to see you as a betrayer and they're going to kill you or like you stay with us and we'll at least keep you alive kind of thing, you know? And so he just sort of logics his way <laughs> into the intended Kira. And she still, I think, has a soft spot for him oh, as well. Oh, 100%. Both Mirror Cisco and Prime Cisco, like she is excited to see both. And I I can't help but be reminded as Cisco's giving this amazing speech to her that he is just such a cool character and has such power in this universe just him being able to have control over mk completely shifts the power with the alliance versus the rebels like the insane (laughs) the effect the massive effect that he's having every time he takes a step into the mirror universe ashlyn thank you that is such a good point um he he influences everyone he's around yeah except nog nog's a little bitch <laughs> just it's too much y'all i i cannot okay okay quark in the first episode he was found smuggling people so garrett killed him oh, and then right, rom duh. was murdered in the second one in, oh duh. In that, i'm so lo- sorry yeah yeah it through through the looking glass because he was found out he was like a double agent so yeah he, kira thought he was a traitor to the rebels but really he was traded he was a traitor to kira so yeah. they used him as an example and nailed him at the door we well, assume this right, was right with a knife yeah, yeah assume that was also garrick because he's just so like 
like hungry. Um, And so when when Nog meets Garrick, he immediately is helping the Cardassians. And Garrick's like, what? I killed your father and your uncle. Why are you helping me? And he's like, because they both died. Now I own the bar. And honestly, like, I I respect that so hard. (laughs) I'm like, I I honestly, I'm just like, okay, like this man owns property. He's in his like Ferengi journey, you know, like (laughs) he is a last outpost type Ferengi in the mirror universe. (laughs) Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Intendant Kira has escaped once again because Nog helps her out of the cell. And then she decides like, you know, she, she is set free and then she kills Nog for you know saying okay well no one will let no one will know um that i escaped and you know all that stuff and i just think it's awful you know that of course once again like our listeners said the cutthroat universe like you don't know how long you'll live because anyone could just like seek vengeance or see your silence or whatever and so kira just kills nog to cover up um and then she runs for bajor but of course runs into (laughs) Jake and Jennifer who are on their way back to the transporter to get Jake back to his prime universe. Basically the the Defiant is ready to go and pretty much everyone's heading into battle, which means it's time for the Cisco's to go back. But they're cornered by Mira Kira. And of course, because Cisco has been developing this bond with Jennifer this entire time and having these discussions with Cisco saying, like, I can tell her things and she's such a good listener and she has like my mom's hands and like all of the stuff and it's just absolutely heartbreaking and then she jumps in front of the phaser for him you know like and he has to sort of relive all this and this is what i was saying the beginning of shattered mirror is like this is all just a terrible idea bringing jake into this not only for his emotions but for his actual physical safety as well i just i'm like please don't do this to this boy who is still growing and learning and missing his friend and just trying to like write his stories you know like he's not trying to have this whole traumatic experience with his like not mother it's just devastating to me it's very like they're just like keep doing this to jake having him like lose his parents over again and yeah woof. no it is it is so rough to watch i totally agree especially because we have seen that jennifer has really stepped into her role of being a mother to jake and yeah it's weird to think about because i want to say oh it's found family <laughs> you know yeah, but right like it also isn't like right. genetically he is sort of her son mm-hmm. but they've never met it's really weird to think about yeah. uh incredibly messy and a strange choice but a very intriguing choice for this mirror universe episode i just think having like deceased lovers come back is really really rough it's really rough yeah and of course and we see cisco struggling with this and struggling with the fact that jake is getting closer to her and everything that is so hard i think it's needlessly cruel too because Mm -hmm. what would the show lose by having jennifer stay alive like yes i think it's made clear by this episode that they can't have a type of revolving door family Mm -hmm. because that's too weird and maybe if she chooses maybe to come live over there but then that would completely like alter the show but i think there's a safe way of doing that of keeping her alive and i think just television and stories have a terrible way of murdering like the love interests all the time Mm -hmm. and it just makes me sad figure yeah yeah exactly so rest in peace jennifer once once more um, Oof, I yeah. 
I will say to put on a happier note that everyone in this universe, like in the, in the mirror universe is just so hot. And like, yes, I want to oh bang God. all of them. Yeah. Like, and I can't help that when Jake and Cisco got back, they had this conversation where, cause of course Jake is seeing Kira and like, we know that he had a crush on her MK, I should say. Yeah. Like in the prime universe, he had a little crush so on Kira. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like when he was a teenager. And so yeah. I can't imagine the type of dreams that this is inspiring. Ooh. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and so the intendant, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, they had to have had a conversation, like, Dad, why is everybody so hot over there? And he's like, you know <laughs> like, what? I don't know, I don't know Jacob. Like and they differ over just, there. They are yeah. they are all beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I god. I definitely did yeah. not bang Dax over there. Like <laughs> Oh Jesus. Yeah. Is this the one where she gets him back for this? Yes, this is. She sees him again. Yeah, she did slap him in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, so that was good. She was like, and that's for sleeping with me under false pretenses, which is great that she got back at him for that because then that they acknowledged that. I also want to say one of my favorite lines was when Kira is still in the holding cell and this guard is just there chilling. Um, and she's like, I'm bored. Like, we should do something fun. And he's like, you sentenced my wife to death. And she's like, oh, what a coincidence. Like, that means you're not married. <laughs> yeah she's so Giorgio coded i just absolutely adore the intendant like it's just so in that like evil way you know she's so evil she's kind of like funny and has these like amazing quips oh my god i will say we didn't talk about her a whole lot this episode but the intendant is subtly changing like at the end yeah. of i should have mentioned this and through the looking glass at the end she begins to implement random executions among the ore processors and yeah. that is not what we've seen before like she's no longer i think she's trying to justify her whole violence as a precision tool thing mm -hmm. but and because random executions like that's definitely uh very terrifying the, the mm -hmm. whole struggle she was having a struggle because odo kept the workers in line so well and garrick was not doing a good enough job and because she thinks this goes was dead at that point so we are slowly starting to see her descend more and more into madness is the only mm -hmm. way that i can describe it she doesn't trust a single person and at the end of this episode i was so i thought it was so wild that she ended up helping cisco and mm -hmm. um just to get back at garrick and like she she overall is very selfish and they talk about Garrick and Worf both say, well, now we want to go into the prime universe mm -hmm. and we like, this is personal now because of what Cisco did. And so Cisco's like Loki starting a war with the mirror universe because of yeah. what he's done in this episode at the end of Shattered Mirror. Mm -hmm. And Akira references it too. She's like, well, I know he's alive. Like I'm gonna go bang him again. And so when we get to resurrection, which is now in season six, so it's been about two years mm -hmm. since we have had a mirror episode yeah like since then Worf like retreated from the battle and i just want to say really quick he said make it so at the end of that episode uh mirror Worf said make it so <laughs> i thought that was a beautiful incredible. ode to picard yeah yes, absolutely <laughs> so ashlyn please go on oh yeah well so this episode is completely different from the ones <laughs> yeah. we've had so far mainly because it takes place entirely in the prime universe so this is mm -hmm. our normal deep space nine and 
<laughs> as usual, the transport is activated, even though there's no ship around. <laughs> and who comes out but Burial, not Vedic Burial, but Mira Burial, as in Kira's former lover who <laughs> died. Who was dead. Same with Cisco. But guess what? Same with Cisco got kidnapped again on Ops. <laughs> on the bridge. It Ops. In front of everyone. Full like <laughs> Cisco apparently had a had a measure this time. He said code green or something to uh Odo, oh, but No, he said he said code seventy one green. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess that means Odo go wait in an airlock as like a baggage or something. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> I was waiting for Odo to be like the door or something. Yeah, I was yeah. I was sad he was just like waiting behind. Yeah, the door. agreed. <laughs> also, this episode was directed by LeVar Burton. Yes, that was really great to see. Yeah. I feel like, you know, so much of this episode, it's pretty much Burial at first. We see that he has come to this universe basically not outright, but like basically wanting asylum, basically feeling like he needs to get away from this horrible universe which Kira empathizes with. And of course she empathizes because she had been attracted to Brile, Vedic Brile in her time in her universe. And this Brile's just so different. He's very like gross, kind of like free go easygoing, I guess, but also just like chaotic and sometimes disrespectful, that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh, Rietta, we're seeing different Brile's. Oh my gosh. I am I am being rizzed by Burial in this episode. Absolutely I, not. No, I am so into him. Like, like appearance, you personality. He is so charming. Like, he he's funny. He's like he makes Worf laugh. We're gonna see. There's an amazing dinner with Worf and Jadzia. <laughs> that, that is amazing. <laughs> like that never happens again. Uh, yeah, I am so charmed. I'm absolutely wow. tricked. I'm just gonna say right now, like, this is not this, like, he completely charms Kira. And it mm. turns out that he is in cahoots with the intendant. Yep. And they have a plan to steal the orb and bring it back to the mirror universe. And Kira says, like, he'll be a rich god. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Yeah, their plan doesn't seem fully fleshed out, but they know that they're going to sell this orb in the mirror universe and be rich. Um, Kira, intended whole... Kira is going through something weird. I agree. <laughs> I think yeah. she just wants to see Kira again. She just wants like some of that old spark of like power that she used to have. Like the orb, of course, is very important, and people have tried to steal it before. And so, it's actually Quark, you know, who is really on to him because he can tell a crook from a mile away, and so he's able to smell out Barile and be like, "This guy is no good." Like. Kira, he's been like loitering around the temple all day and she's like, oh, he just had his orb encounter. Like he's thinking about the orbs and the gods. He's like, no, like he's canvassing the place essentially. I love their relationship and Same. it's surprising that we've got to explore their friendship in two mirror episodes, but I'm happy to see yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's giving women supporting women energy somehow. <laughs> I don't totally. know how. Quark's um, kind of like a weirdly a feminist ally, but like not at all. Like I'll never I, say that again, but like. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's just like, he loves this for Kira. He's like, this yeah. man is not like anyone you've ever dated. No, you always date like yeah. boring, orderly like men. Yeah. yeah. And he's not a square. He yeah. is, he says he's tortured. Like Quark just nails yeah. him right on the totally. nose. Totally. 
Oh, I did think so, Rihanna, for myself, I like I said, I was completely fooled by him, but I did have an inkling like, wait, the other shoe has to drop. And it was I, all too good to be yeah, true. Yeah, it was for too me. good to be true. Yeah. And so I thought what was actually going to happen is he was going to Thomas Riker her, like after oh. he, because he, he has an orb experience mm -hmm. and that clearly changes him in some way. And so I thought he was going to become a Vedic again and like dump Kira. <laughs> what? Oh my God. <laughs> Which yeah. would have been like a strange, of course, I'm glad the major Kira came in here, but I'm wondering if you knew this was coming i knew something was going on i knew it was nefarious mostly because like i said all the traits i was just like Ooh, I was you not did not impressed. like him uh, there's no riz in sight for me <laughs> no it's thank crazy you crazy to me i uh -uh. man i'm so into him wow no both my fiance and i were like gross like what is he doing here like he, he's got something of a sleeve especially my fiance she was right on him like the moment he stepped, she's like, you know, like he's got something going on. And he was, he was, uh, he, you know, totally betraying her and easily too. You know, I think this is the other thing that appalls Kira is just how quickly. And I think, you know, part of like that betrayal is believing it yourself, you know, and is maybe falling for Kira a little bit. And that's kind of a trope. And so I think that that did sort of happen here with Beryl, especially because at the end here, he shoots the intendant and he possibly did love major kira or at least loved her enough to like know to not steal the orb and to get the hell out of there you know and so i just think it's crazy he betrayed kira with kira and then betrayed kira it was crazy <laughs> i also want to mention since we're talking about the orb and the prophets something that has really been left out in the mirror universe i think because they don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole but <laughs> yeah like i said i always kind of thought that the prophets had a stake in sending that the runabout over into the mirror universe the first time that's never been brought back up again but we do see Beryl, he goes to the service at first because he's, you know, trying to get the orb. Smitten. Oh, but oh I, that too. Yeah. yeah, and Smitten. I mean, how can you not? You can't resist Major Kira yeah, or any Kira. Mirror yeah. Kira. Yeah, there's yeah. no hope for you. There's no hope for anyone. <laughs> Truly. Um, and so I, he says like, oh, I'm not the religious type. Like I'm that I'm just, that's just not something I've ever been interested in. I have to wonder like, if he's an outlier on Bajor, or if they are as a religious of a society, like, do they still have their sex where they, like, I'm from the artist family, I'm from the right. architect family, like, oh, uh -huh. they're you know, Dajaras, yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering, like, has that passed? Like, what does Bajor mm -hmm. look like right now? And are they, do they worship the prophets? Like, if they don't, I know the wormhole was a recent yeah. discovery in DS9, but- It wasn't discovered in the mirror no yeah the yeah. wormhole was not discovered in the mirror and so like in in the world of star trek the bajoran religion is kind of real and like yeah, you get totally. real orb experiences and so if that happened to me i would be a believer you know because this yeah. is like actually happening to me and so i just wonder for him like and just in general like what's going on yeah. on bajor and i wish we had more answers to that I agree. The only thing he says is like, what's a Vedic, you know, so it's clear that like, if there are these religious head leaders or groups, then Beryl's just not aware of them. And he's just out of that sphere. So that is a really interesting question. I love exploring these different species in the mirror universe. You know, we've talked about Vulcans, Klingons, 
uh, Ferengi. No Romulans and... in sight, though. <laughs> no, we haven't seen any. We've heard tell of them, you know, like Cisco even pretends he's going to recruit the Romulans or something <laughs> at the end of Mirror. Through the Looking Glass. Yeah. But anyway, oh, yeah. yeah. Was wait? So I thought I thought Lavar Burton directed Emperor's New Cloak. Did he direct Resurrection as well? He did direct Resurrection. Yeah. Wow. Because he did direct Emperor's New Cloak. If we want oh, to discuss that, yes, let's do it. Zek is missing. Dun dun dun. And <laughs> he's been missing for like too long now. He was on this trip to go find some latinum, go find some profits, some ideal locations to sell things. And apparently he crossed over to the mirror universe because we have a badass Ezri, mirror Ezri coming in here. Yes, we are in season seven. Ezri is here and Quark is turned on <laughs> as we all are. That's all we can say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, are we doing this? Like, whoa, we need to talk about this. And she goes, you are a very confused man. <laughs> Because turns out she is looking for a cloaking device that will help her win against the Terrans who are, again, like trying to fight for Terraknor. But yeah, they still have it, but they're nervous. Yeah, but they're nervous. So Esri works for, uh, well, tired, she says yeah. she, she says she's a freelancer. But in this case, she's like working for Kira, for the mm-hmm. attendant, who's with Garrick and Worf. So they have all yes. teamed back all up teamed together. Up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they want a cloak for their bird of prey because they want to take the station back. Yes. Thank you, Ashlyn. I just think this is really cool because yet again, we're seeing the other side of the fight. We're seeing that now we're kind of back on Intendant Kira's side, you know, a bit. I mean, yes, they kidnapped Zek, so that's awful. Zek is having kind of the time of his life. Like, he's just truly, like, Kira is enjoying him. Like, they're having a time, which he's is very interesting. He's, like, high-key cheating on Moogie also. Oh, yeah, he's like, getting Umox from Major or Intendant Kira. I guess like, when you're uh-huh. in the mirror universe, you think you have, a like, a pass. And maybe yeah, that's like, something what? everyone should discuss in their own discuss. relationships, yeah. you know? But, yeah, like, a mirror spot. universe, like dating etiquette yeah it's probably a good idea just have that discussion with your so (laughs) so yeah this is something this is basically little green men meets mirror universe because we have a ferengi episode Mm -hmm. the the whole reason that grand nagus zek is in the mirror universe in the first place which i think is the laziest Uh way yet that they've written them into the mirror universe is Last time Rom was visiting Moogie and the Grand Nagus, he left a Starfleet engineering pad. <laughs> Everyone's leaving pads or stealing pads. I mean, this is impeachable offenses, having these classified yes. documents brought in your yes. own home, I'm saying. Um, and so, like, why? And so, Zek, he took the pad that had the blueprints for the multi-dimensional transporter, I think it was mm-hmm. called, like, very yes. classic technobabble name. And so, he had a transporter altered and then he himself came over into the mirror universe because he (laughs) his lobes are tingling that there's profit to be made and this is absolutely insane to me like but it also he's probably not wrong like Mm -hmm. he could have chains of quarks or grand negus bars all over the mirror universe if he wanted to (laughs) agreed agreed yeah so Taraknor is this rebel base and it turns out that Julian is still in charge of it. He is still the captain. Smiley is there. Also a captain. Also a captain. Judzia has died in this universe as well. So RIP. And Vic Fontaine is fighting against them. 
This okay, is just this insane. Is, this okay. is unhinged. This is this but is really crazy. But he's kind of hot, like hot Vic Fontaine <laughs> running around with his gun. Um, and I totally agree, Rihanna. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's so hot. He's Vic Fontaine. And then Julian shoots him. And I just love the quirks like, Julian just shot Vic Fontaine. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, what is happening, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what a way to enter the universe because yes. essentially Rom and Quark have been manipulated into coming here because they have to save the Nagus. Yeah. Like that's just their rule. This is the calling mm -hmm. of any Ferengi. If your sure. Nagus is in danger, you have to go you, save you him. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I love that then we see that Esri is working with Brunt, not from the FCA this time though, just no. mirror Brunt. And turns out he is the coolest character in this entire episode. Like Brunt is amazing, and he hates the Alliance. Quark goes, who's the president of the Federation? Gold Ducat? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, everything's so backwards in this universe, you know? So, and, yeah, it's just fascinating. Rom, Rom is us, essentially, in yes. this universe. Like, he's having his own podcast on the side, talking, like, trying to figure out who all these characters are. He's like, he, is it the opposite? He's basically what we were doing in the first episode. Like, yes. oh, this, this mirror universe, like, uh, Brunt is nice, so yeah. that must mean or maybe he's not and he's poisoned our food you know like rom's yeah. having a really hard time <laughs> digesting all this information but it is wonderful to see jeffrey combs in a mirror universe episode Love. i feel like that checks off some kind of cosmic checklist for him so oh absolutely um, amazing to see and fun to see brunt he's pining in this mirror mm -hmm. universe because he, he is in love with Esri mm -hmm. and he wishes he tells Quark he wishes their relationship is closer which is also how Quark is feeling by the way we didn't yeah. talk about at the beginning mm -hmm. of this he's also pining for Esri a little bit everyone wants the Daxes is yeah, what is do. going on here mm -hmm. Esri's a lesbian like she does yes. she Brunt says that he's not her type which at first yeah. I'm like oh like not maybe she's not into Frangies or like his personality is not her type or whatever but then when they arrive um they she kisses kira and they're clearly yes. a couple well which and is amazing like, even brunt says like when it comes to men she's very particular like same girly <laughs> <laughs> rihanna only likes star trek men like vic fontaine yes. when he's Correct. shooting a gun and spock oh, anyone and shooting an arrow um uh, oh my god instantly hotter yeah wharf with long hair hot <laughs> but her yeah, only so... exceptions to men yeah mm -hmm, absolutely so yeah esri and kira have this relationship going on it's clearly very toxic but also like very like spicy and romantic and all those sort of like forbidden type things that i'm sure they're both like into and it's so great you know to, again to see some like women kissing in star trek especially we've already had deep space nine do that with rejoined and so we get it again i'm just like happy to be here you know <laughs> happy to see this happening happy to see the hottest lita i've ever seen in my life hitting oh, on Esri I, at the end. Oh, Lord. I did not survive Ooh. that scene. That Ooh. was amazing. Well, because clearly... Masterson is just absolutely gorgeous. Oh, like... she is. Yeah. And they were, like, heavily flirting with each other, mm -hmm. too. So it was just great to see, like, that kind of casual behavior Casual queerness. And just yeah. it's so accepted even by the people in the Prime universe, even by the Ferengis who... As it should be. Yeah. I kind of guessed the Ferengis would be very heteronormative, but <laughs> Zach is enjoying it. And I don't even think it comes from, like, a fetishization level. He's just, like, having fun and... Maybe he wants to explore his, his little queer side as well. <laughs> he has he has some um some line where he's like he's like, Man, this is a spicy universe or something. Yeah, I like wish that. he said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He says something like similar to that. Holy. But yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it's just incredible. And Rom is pretty much, again, the savior of this episode. This happens in so many. And I'm so glad that we get like a Ferengi shenanigans built into the Mirror Universe. Like you said, with Little Green Men, I'm also thinking about this magnificent Ferengi as well. It's a great episode to be like paired with this, like a fine wine, you know? Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah it's so, so good. True. And I just feel like there's so much great parts in this, especially when Rom is basically having to help them install the cloaking device. And he's like, seriously, guys, like, you could either just kill me and not get the cloaking device, or you could just like, all shut up and let me do this cloaking device thing. Like, he gets so sassy and so tired of everyone's bullshit, and I absolutely love it. Like, once again, we have Rom in here thinking that, like, double-crossing everyone. He's done this not only in the Mirror Universe, but in the Prime Universe multiple times. Yes. Where he sabotages the ship when he puts the cloaking device in. So, meanwhile, we have Worf and Garrick having their weird dynamic. <laughs> and, okay, flirty dynamic. Yeah. This was introduced whole in, thing. in yeah. the last episode in Resurrection where mm -hmm. Garrick's literally on the chain, or Shattered Mirror, I mean. Yeah. And... Garrick says like it well at least I could please the intendant like yeah. you're like you're so hard to get along with Worf and uh -huh. Worf like grabs him really close to his face and is like you're not my type and Garrick's like I didn't oh. say that you were mine but there is like a heated oh. moment and I'm like whoa like that yeah. is spicy very uh, yeah. spicy yeah and they're and like they're like in cahoots again they're this kind episode. of like a married couple in this episode <laughs> like they are bickering to each other they mm -hmm. know each other really well at this point sort of a like planes trains dynamic a little bit <laughs> yeah. people who maybe don't want to be working yeah, together reluctant friendship yeah, yeah reluctant friendship is a great word mm -hmm. rihanna and garrick has this lethal injection that'll bully you from the inside you know usual stuff um and so he's ready to kill everyone he's got quark and everyone ready to Quark, Rom, everyone ready to be executed. Ezri, yeah. the Negus. And Ezri is able to kick some ass and inject it into into Garrick. So Garrick gets a you know taste of his own injection and is killed. Um, and this is, of course, after the fact that Kira, the intendant Kira, has killed Brunt. She murdered him in cold blood. In and, front of Ezri, too. Yeah, in front of Ezri as sort of a show of that power but like we said or as a show of that fear and dominating over fear like using that as a tool as we said it doesn't sustain itself and it actually makes Ezri like turn away from Kira and it makes her realize I'm gonna join this other side even though I'm Trill and like I've seen how the Terrans get treated I see how she treats everyone and so that killing Brunt was what changed everything for her and I just think it's beautiful I love seeing this I love seeing people turn the tide yet again. There's so many different battles they're fighting in all these universe episodes. And many of them like are internal, you know, against like people that they thought they could trust. I mean, once again, Kira is getting betrayed by every single person she trusts. Even Boreal, even Esri, it's insane. Yeah, well, I think Esri's eventual turn was planted by her conversation that she had with Quark when they were first mm. um, on the rebel base when they were in jail together because Quark explains what we talked about that if the Negus is in trouble, we have to go like, I'm not going because he's gonna pay me like a million bars of latinum like he probably won't you know be pay me an empty promises yeah but i still have to go get him and that just baffles esri she's like you're doing it out of loyalty like are you a fool yeah. you know like she sees the type of man that quark is and she can't mm -hmm. believe that he would do something out of loyalty for someone and so once she sees that i think that's when her mind you know, her perspective starts to shift a little bit and when she sees kira kill brunt 
who mm-hmm. they had a great working totally. partnership and friendship with. Like we can see that they care for each other in these little scenes. So yeah, once again, Esri's like she's finally learning. Oh man, maybe I can. Maybe this is a better way of living is to like trust each other. And I I will say, you know, you talked about how Kira is getting betrayed by everyone. It's so true. And I think at this point, she's completely lost it. Like she has gone further, further down. She has herself changed loyalty so many times. The last time we saw her, Mm. she was going against Worf and Garrick. Yeah. And now they're back on the same side. They're still like in the alliance, like regretfully working together and it's just not a functioning dynamic (laughs) at all between (laughs) them and so of course because there's already such chaos going on when rom uh does his sabotage Worf loses it Worf again this is mostly the episode where he's just like Worf yeah he's a child it is Mm -hmm. not appealing at all like I I completely lost my hotness for Worf in this one (laughs) I was like no agreed I do not like this man (laughs) (laughs) but so they are able to like really badass moment where uh the cloaking device fails to work and then O'Brien as captain of the defiant he shoots and fires on the bird of prey he disables it and he literally like makes Worf admit defeat which I thought yes. was very unklingon I thought Worf was gonna like yeah. jack, like explode the ship I mean he retreated in the other episode so we know that like Klingon values are very different in this universe too. or Worf's just a coward yeah um, that too yeah got him sorry i, I like it's, it really hurts to say that like that yeah. was so wrong it was like you're no, worth though yeah, yeah. yeah mw thank you yeah. um is a coward but really amazing moment to see o'brien's like prepare to be boarded like that mm-hmm. whoa like to, that's a huge yeah. win for the rebellion and i i just think in general like this is a fun one you know because we have wallace sean playing the grand nagus like his Mm -hmm. voice alone is so iconic and so it like lessens for sure the sense of danger because the the ferengis are just having fun and you just kind of know that everything's gonna work out okay because they have such a fun dynamic together so it's a very like strangely light tone to have in the mirror universe but it is refreshing I will say because it's the last episode in Deep Space Nine for Mirror, it's a little off-putting for me. And I'm wishing, especially in Resurrection and the Emperor's New Cloak, that we had gotten some sort of, not even necessarily like a bow tie on these characters, but a continuation of the fight that's overall going on in the quadrant. So I Mm -hmm. wanted to know more about not just this pocket of the alliance that we're seeing with Garrick and Worf and Kira, but overall what's going on. And And I wish we could have seen more of MK's descent into madness because while you know Nana did an amazing job playing her I feel like the character was like the writing got sloppier and sloppier as the episodes went on so it's some something that had like enormous potential I do feel just a little bit disappointed ending our mirror universe like this because I I just want to know more about the world as you've heard me say a thousand times in this episode I I'm totally. obsessed with the mirror universe, but I also love a good Ferengi episode. So yeah, you know. it's a lot of season seven episodes went this direction, you know, and I think that it's either just the writing, the timing, the acting. I don't know. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in a final season and I think a lot of politics behind closed doors, you know, and so who knows <laughs> what was going on with these types of plots. And 
I think, yeah, I agree. The wrapping up could have been better. And, and Kira's whole arcs was really, it, it just felt like the same thing over and over again. Like they're always having people allowing her to escape or she kills someone and then escapes um, because she does this again, like Ezri lets her go and she's able to escape. So it's just sort of, not that I like want to see this like intended hero like in chains or anything, but like Worf was, you know, they brought him in like that. But I do think it could be interesting to, you know, spice it up a little. I get what you're saying. Yeah, well, I think, and hearing you talk is making me like have more clarity. I, I think what I liked so much about the first three episodes of so crossover through the looking glass and shattered mirror is that it was a continual narrative. So one picked up, even though they were a year apart, pretty close to whatever yes. was happening. And so it was very easy to follow. But Resurrection and Emperor's New Cloak felt more like an <laughs> episodic type yes. of mirror universe episode. And that yeah. was just dissatisfying to me. And so I'm yearning for something like discovery maybe might yes. do discovery is going to be mm -hmm. the big one for this series mm, but yes um, be epic this has been an absolute epic time and mm -hmm. it feels like i'm watching star trek over again for the first time because yeah. i i had zero memories of any of these episodes i had Same. seen of course mk Mirakira is mm -hmm. like famous on the internet because she's yeah. so beautiful great so cosplays I, too yes yeah. i've seen her photo around i forgot that smiley's name was o'brien people reference smiley all the time and i'm like yeah. man do i well, even know star Trek? references like oh i could end up in a mirror universe with smiley you know like yeah truly yeah. yeah so this has been really fun to explore and i feel like we've got really even more things to talk about with our characters in deep space nine so it's just great to get yeah. to know them better and their mirror counterparts yeah, yeah and what a wonderful ode to a classic star trek tos episode you know that's what i keep coming back to is thinking about what an honor it is really, you know, like it's a great ode to the storytelling of Roddenberry and everything. So I'm just really happy that this, these episodes exist and that we get such a holistic look into the universe, even though of course it makes us wanting more. That's also signs of good writing that you're always yearning to learn more about the, the piece of media that you're consuming. So Ashlyn, thank you. Like, this is so, so fun. I'm having a blast with my series. Like we're getting so many cool conversations out of it. So many laughs, just like loving how much hope it's bringing me too, weirdly. Like it's just, it's teaching me a lot. So this is just really awesome. Thank you, Ashlyn. Yeah, and it, thank you for choosing this series, Rihanna. It's gonna be short, but it's gonna be very substantive because yeah. next week there's no, for the next episode, there's no Voyager Mirror episodes. And so we have to skip along to Enterprise. So, whoa, everyone get ready. Like, Woo! you thought Deep Space Nine was sexy. Enterprise, oh, just, ooh. they are... They're going elsewhere. No matter if you agree, if it's sexy or not, it's gonna happen. So it's just, gonna happen, just be ready. It's everybody buckle in for next week. Enterprise is gonna be crazy. To all of you listening out there, you asked to get a holiday letter or bracelet from us. They are on their way in the mail right now they might not get there before Christmas and we apologize, but we've been having so much fun making these and we just love our listeners and we want to wish all of you a very happy holidays. And we hope that you can find solace in whatever you are doing this time of year. Yes. Agreed. Thank you all. Thank you listeners. Appreciate it. And I'll talk to you later, Ashlyn. It's important as always to never let the Pataks get you down. Thank you for listening to the Dura sisters podcast. Please tune in next week for the third episode of our Mirror Universe series, where Ashlyn and Rihanna will discuss the Mirror episodes in Enterprise.
Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, and Twitter to check to see our suggested watch lists for our upcoming episodes. Also take a moment to check out our content on Tumblr, TikTok, YouTube, and our merch on Threadless. All links can be found in the bio of any of our social media pages. If you like what you've heard today, please leave us a review in whatever platform you listen. By donating $1, $6, $12, or $23 per month, you can become a monthly patron and unlock our exclusive rewards for each tier. You can find all of this and more at patreon.com slash the Dura Sisters podcast. If you would like to contact us for any reason, please do so at the Dura Sisters podcast at gmail.com. So far, we have covered these podcast series, pilot episodes, family, love and affection, time travel, villains, movies, feminism, death fakeouts, first officers, spooky, the holodeck series, and the engineering series. If you haven't heard a particular series yet, please go back and listen to any of these awesome episodes. Social media, editing, and marketing is by me, Ashlyn Gelman, and Rihanna Hurd. Don't forget to be awesome. Beep, boop, beep, beep. Our beep, boop, intro beep, beep, and beep, outro beep, is by, by Deborah Tucker. <laughs> Wait, did you say that? Did I no, say you, that? You didn't say that. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> our, our intro and outro is by Jerry Goldsmith. I might just have the one Don't that you to said. Be Jerry. <laughs> Don't forget to be Jerry. <laughs>